Welcome to Real, Raw, Relatable, the podcast that brings you stories and experiences from entrepreneurs and business leaders. And now, here's your host, Zachary Ellis. Welcome back. It's November. Wanted to bring an episode to you that I thought was incredibly not only important to me, but important to a lot of other people. But not only what's going on in the economy, but what's going on as entrepreneurs, as business owners, as husbands, as wives, as parents, there are so many things that influence everyday life. And, you know, a lot of the content I put out there, I try to bring other entrepreneurs to bring real stories, relatable events where you can look and say, you know what, I've been there, or you know what, I can relate to that because I'm going through that same thing right now. So, Today, I wanted to talk about the power of consistency and what it means to be consistent. You know, Aaron, uh, God lover, Aaron puts together the podcast and all the social media that you guys see. But, you know, Aaron texted me a few days ago and she was like, hey, man, where's the content at? What do you have coming up? Do we have any podcasts? Do we have any videos that we can post next week? Because majority of what we have that's recorded is usually a couple days old, just so I make sure that there's consistent and new uh, post coming so that you guys have relevant content. But, you know, the power of consistency is such a huge thing. And it's so cliche that a lot of business owners, we all hear it is, you know, just wake up every day and it takes 14 days to create a habit or it takes 21 days to make it permanent inside your lifestyle, or whatever it means to you. But I don't mean consistent in that manner. I mean, being consistent in the manner of when you look down, and you're like, man, this sucks. I don't know how I'm going to make payroll this week, man. I don't know how I'm going to get myself in better shape because I've done two or three or four different workout programs and diets. And it just doesn't work because I get here at 6 a.m. and I don't leave until 9 p.m. And I feel like I'm a slave to my business. But I quit my job a couple of years ago so that I could come and work and have this lifestyle that everybody says I would have as a business owner. Because most of the time when you ask somebody why are you a business owner? It's, oh, I can have this schedule. Oh, I can have this lifestyle that I want. I don't have anybody to answer to. I can make unlimited income. And while some of those things are true, majority of them are true, it takes an immense amount of consistency and discipline in your business and your day and with your time so that you can reach those levels. Being able to reach those levels is obviously what all of us strive for, and it's the reason we wake up each and every day. We want to make a difference. We want to go out, and we want to change the world. It's just like when I talked about the difference of business owners and entrepreneurs. A business owner is majority of the time somebody who bought into a franchise or bought some sort of existing structure where they're doing the same repetitive task each and every day, something that's already been created. That entrepreneur is somebody who is that visionary type personality who comes out with a wild idea and says, you know what, I want to go out and change how the world thinks about this. The Elon Musk of the world, the Bill Gates of the world, the whoever that you might call a wildly successful entrepreneur. But those people that have that knack and that drive every hour of every second of every week of every month, they're constantly thinking about something to put them forward in either their personal life, their business life, how can they have an edge? You know, for those of you that don't know me, I'll give you kind of some backstory directly out of the high school. I graduated high school when I was 17 and started at an Acura dealership in North Fort Worth that was uh, recently purchased a few years ago by a large automotive group. But I started there when I was 17. It, it, literally the day after I graduated high school, I started at that dealership and used car sales, and I learned the process from people that were 
good salespeople that were bad salespeople uh, that were salespeople of the month every single month. And I picked up some bad habits in between from people that were there for a little while and, and tried to make that small incremental difference or do, make a small shortcut and ended up leaving, whether they got fired or they left on their own accord. But you know, selling cars inside of that three-year period was so incremental. And not only core sales skills like negotiations, um, test driving, finding the important factor with a customer, being able to have effective follow-up, which is where most salespeople fail at, is consistent follow-up. They send one text message or one email every couple of weeks or every couple months. And there were just these small little pieces that I added in each and every day. And after my first couple of months, I finally got to a point where I was like, man, I'm not making but a couple thousand dollars a month, and this isn't going to work for me, especially not if I want to go out and get an apartment and get a vehicle. And at that time, when you buy a vehicle, more than likely, you're going to get a high interest rate. So I was going to have a four or five, six hundred dollar payment. Um, and I ended up buying my first vehicle was the 2007, 2008 model Jeep Grand Cherokee. The payment was almost five hundred dollars a month. Now, for somebody who was making $2,500 a month or $3,000 a month for the, the first couple of months, when I got into sales, you were full commission. So I had to figure out the structure and what consistency could I add into my life so that I was able to excel and hit that six-figure income that was widely advertised across the entire used car platform nationwide. So I'll tell you the first couple of things that I did. Um, like anybody, I went to YouTube and started researching um, sales training videos. I went to half price books and I went to the business section and I picked out four or five books. I sat there, read the front of the title, read the back of the book. If something didn't grab my attention in the first 10 or 15 seconds, I'd put it back and grab another one. Some of the very first books that I still read to this day are just some of the classics. Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich is a good one. Uh, I read the uh, biography on Mark Cuban. Uh, recently read um, the Warren Buffett, m multiple of his books I've read. Um, reading a book right now called Upstream, which I think I've read two or three times. But the biggest book that had um, the most influence on me in the last, what is this, year four, going on year five of working for myself, has been a book uh, by Ron Holiday called The Obstacle is the Way. And just kind of getting off course for a minute, The Obstacle is the Way is, is just that. It lays out an entire outline of how you react um, to each and every situation, specifically in negative situations, whether it's your biggest supplier just dropped you and said, hey, you need to go out and find another supplier because we won't have the product in time. Or it's a disagreement with one of your C-level executives at a uh, high level. Or maybe it's one of your biggest customers just went with your competition. Being able to react to those situations and changing your mindset and understanding this is not happening to me this is happening around me and how I react will be the outcome of the situation. And that's been very influential recently, but getting back to the consistency of when I was in the car business. So like anybody researching what sales training videos, everything from incoming phone calls, outgoing phone calls, test driving vehicles, negotiations, um, payment closes, whatever the case may be, I wanted to immerse myself completely because this was my only shot. And I knew from graduating high school to going to the car dealership, my only other option was to find another job. And I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to go out and make an hourly pay. I knew that if I could immerse myself in the knowledge that was available, I would widely be able to go out and apply that in each and every sector and eventually work for myself. So it was sales training. 
Number two was finding books, half price books, guys. It doesn't cost a lot. I spent 20 or $30 and got four or five books. I read them all and then I reread them and I made notes and I highlighted in the books. Um, never been a fan of highlighting inside of books. I won't do it to this day, but I did it then because I thought that the content was that important. And the third thing I did is I, I was too stupid to not know better. And I just flat out asked people. I asked the top salesperson of the month and I watched him. Guy would come in every single morning and do the same thing. Guy would come in with McDonald's every single morning, a bag in his hand and a Coke every single morning. And the guy would sell 25 or 30 cars a month. And eventually I picked up on little things that he did, but he was a salesperson that just asked the customer flat out, what's it going to take to earn your business? What payment? Okay. If it's 350, you want to be at work 375. Can we do 370? No. Can we do 360? I'm not saying that's the right way at all to complete your sales process and negotiate with the customer at all. But he found the thing that worked for him. So I picked up one thing or two things from him. And then I went to the next salesperson and picked up one or two things from them. If you're not willing to get to that consistent level, it starts in your mindset. If you, if you can't have the vulnerability to walk up to somebody and say, hey, you know what? I don't understand that. Can you show me? It doesn't make you any weaker of a person, especially for men. We don't ever, number one, we don't want to be vulnerable. Number two, we don't want to ask for help. And number three, we definitely don't want to ask for help for somebody that's considered our competitor. But some of the greatest competitors out there, people that have been in that same sector, majority of the time end up working together in some capacity. We see it all the time uh, in my trucking business that we're in. We see our customers partner up on loads, on big Christmas events, um, big food drives. The guys, they get together, right? It's for a greater good. And the greater good is you. The person that's listening to this, the greater good is taking yourself from where you're at to where you want to go. But it starts with having a mindset and ready preparedness. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab my journal and I'm going to show you guys what I do each and every day. The minute I walk in, I'm going to show you my process from A to Z of what I do every single day. Right. So consistency. So here is the journal. And I talked about this a few days ago. Right. And I'll have Aaron link this. This is the Oak Journal. Right. This is my consistency. So every single day I wake up, I do the same thing. I get up at 445 every single morning, get up, brush my teeth, get dressed, go to the gym, work out from 445 to usually six o'clock from six o'clock to 630 from the gym, drive back home, shower, get ready, get to the office, right? But when I get to the office, this is where I start. And I'll have Aaron blow this up that way you can see it. But it's every single part of my day because they say time is the most important thing that you have. So it starts with your date, what day of the week it is, three things that you're grateful for right here. A lot of people don't understand your mindset and where it starts. If you get up, you start with gossip or Oh, look at, you know, what's going on in the news or look at social media or you grab your phone and you're checking notifications, what's going on. And it's something bad, which majority of the time it is your mindset's already toast for the day. It, you're, you're already gone. You get immersed into one post before you know it, you're four posts later. Then you get on TikTok before you know it, two hours have gone by and you've gotten zero work done. If you work a nine to five job that may work because you can find little things in between that you can do, but as entrepreneurs, you can't do it. You have to make sure you stay engaged every single day. So I start with three things that I'm grateful for. What's my vision for the day, right? Is my vision to create clarity on what I want to do in the future? Is my vision for the day to ensure that uh, taxes and deeds have been filed on my real estate holdings? Whatever the case may be. Next thing, it's got your three most important things for the day. 
What are the three things that have to get done? I don't mean just little things, but what are the three things that have to be done? Do you need to go by the bank and get a cashier's check for a piece of property or an asset that you're buying? Do you need to make sure that your website is updated with contact information and pictures and new products that you have coming in? Do you need to schedule that phone call or that Zoom meeting with a person that you've been putting off? Those three things have to be done. And then right here, here's your day at a glance. It starts 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m., the entire day, and it's filled up. So I know hour for hour what I'm doing each and every hour. Sometimes it's one thing on there. Sometimes it's two things. If you're a person who likes to get scattered, I run over here. So it gives you a topic to write about, right? Uh, this question right here is write the words you need to hear. Another one is tell me the most defying thing about yourself. Uh, whatever the case may be, there's, there's multiple different questions and it gives you time to answer them. But right here, I write goals. What are my goals? What are my business goals? What are my personal goals? What are my relationship goals? I write them right here. And then I write needs down here. What are my needs? This may be a thought that I have, especially for some of us that have been labeled ADD, ADHD, hypertension, whatever it may be. I write those things down. If I'm listening to something, a podcast, and it says, download this app and you can do X, Y, Z, or whatever the case may be, that's where I'm writing it at. Because I don't want to forget that, but I also have to stay structured in my day. Guys, having consistency, having the power to wake up every single day and do the same thing and stay consistent for long enough is what's going to pay off, especially right now, especially in an economy where there's an 8% interest rate, especially where there's an economy where inflation is soaring, especially with an economy that we have three of the largest car makers that still are on strike. Or I think as of today, as you're seeing this, there's a deal that has been struck with um, the United Auto Workers, all the things that are going on, the, the wars, everybody's worried about there's a World War III coming. There's so many things that can immerse us, right? But the one thing that we can control is, is between here. It's consistency. What am I going to get done today, right? This is what keeps me accountable each and every single day, being accountable. Did I get my three things done? Whatever I left out on, Right here, I'll open it back up. Okay, at two o'clock, I was supposed to have a Zoom call with uh, one of our suppliers. Okay, I missed that phone call. And I'm going to go to the next day and I'm going to transfer it over and I'm going to make sure that it's done the next day. At the end of the week, you've got how many of your goals did you reach? What's your planning for the next week? This is a 90 day journal. <clears throat> Inside of 90 days, I'm going to hit and reach my targets. That's one quarter. You get four quarters a year. But it took me, I think it took me over a month to consistently use this book every single day. I used it for about two weeks and I just forced myself. And then I got off of it for a couple of days and I was like, oh, you know what? I don't need it. It's okay. It's no big deal. And immediately I knew, man, what have I done today? My entire day has gotten away from me. Having consistency, posting content each and every single day, whether it's a video whether it's a picture, whether you're writing on uh, LinkedIn, there's so many avenues to find where to post social media at. LinkedIn has been a great tool for me to stay consistent. What are the topics people are talking about? Are they talking about raising venture capital? Are they talking about entrepreneurship? Are they talking about hiring people? Are they talking about um, people going on strike? Is there people that need help in mentoring? I've had a few people reach out for mentoring. They're like, man, we've seen some of your success and we just want to know what are the things that you're doing? But having consistency, you have to force yourself. 
write a post every single day. There's a place called loomly.com that will automatically post your social media um, to all of them. Excuse me. There's a, a place called Hootsuite that will post there. I don't get paid by any of these. Those are just a few that I know of. It's so easy, guys, that you can set up all your content inside of three or four hours for the next week, possibly the next two weeks, depending on how fast you work like that. And you're constantly on social media. You're constantly in front of a network that you can build. But if you're not consistent, you're not going anywhere fast. And for us as entrepreneurs, we've got to stay consistent. We have to stay incredibly diligent in what we're doing. But we have to be incredibly, incredibly careful with our time, who we involve our time with. Guys, cut out the quick Zoom calls, the quick 20-minute phone call, 30-minute. No, I'm not that person. And I encourage you not to be that person either. Let's hop on a call for 30 minutes and talk about nothing. Let's talk about what your needs are. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about pricing. I'll send you something over. Before you know it, you wasted 30 minutes, 45 minutes. If you're worried about a product's going to work for you, majority of that information is going to be on the website, number one. But number two, pricing should be on the website. If it's not on the website, hey, can you email something over to me? That's just me. I want to get an answer and I want to do it now. I don't want to sit here and keep talking and keep going back and forth with you. But having that consistency being incredibly diligent with your time will get you where you want to go a whole hell of a lot faster. Thanks so much for listening to the Real Raw Relatable Podcast. Please check us out on all the major podcast networks and be sure to subscribe and tell your friends. 